At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a sh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney and Minnesota Tim Parachka here with you today. And uh, Minnesota Tim, got a couple of good things on the plate, I think, here. Uh, one is... Uh, the Brooks Kepka article in uh, GQ magazine, which had some incredible quotes. Uh, Kepka is my, like, he's my favorite player. I mean, I, he's he's my guy. I mean, he, he is awesome. I love these quotes in GQ. Oh, my gosh. He is, he's, he is definitely going to his own beat, and I love it. Uh, and then the, the second subject I got is Tiger's schedule. You know, he mentioned this was kind of, I think, last week or he said he was going to play in 12 tournaments. So what are those 12 tournaments going to be? And we will find out. A matter of fact, uh, we're going to find out very shortly because today is the day that he would have to commit to the Bay Hill Arnold Palmer Invitational. And if he doesn't, it means probably one thing with his schedule. And if he does, it'll mean another thing with his schedule. So uh, there you go, Minnesota Tim. Where do you what do you what do you think? Where do you want to start? Uh, I think we should start with this Kepka GQ thing, Hank. I want to hear you sound off about what he said about that. 
I I mean, did, first off, did you see the article? I did. Yeah, I read the entire thing. Okay. Did you? I, well, let's start off with the picture at first. It's got a picture of him in his robe. He's got. He's on the end of his boat. Okay, with his robe on, uh, jeans, and he's hitting. Look at he's hitting golf balls off his boat. And there's AstroTurf like on the edge of his boat. It looks like they probably put that on there because it's a little like uneven. But anyway, he's chipping a few balls or hitting a few balls off his boat. Did you see the caption on the uh, on the uh, picture on the boat? <laughs> I I did once you told me about it. I did not see okay. that originally. Okay, it's 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 one of these deals when they do these articles. Whatever you're wearing, they list what it is you're wearing. I guess to give that company a little plug or whatever. I don't know. Uh, it, maybe they charge them for that advertisement. I, I don't know. But it, it, it lists what he's wearing and how much it costs and where you can get it. All right. Uh, did you check out the robe? I am looking at the robe right now. Do you own a robe, Minnesota Tim? I do not own a robe. You do not own a robe. Okay. Uh, well, this robe would be Turnbull and Asser. I, I'm, I'm assuming you don't get this at any store that I shop at or you shop at. What do you What do you think? Yeah, probably not. It sounds a little fancier than Target or Walmart. <laughs> uh, the robe was twenty nine hundred and ninety five dollars. Now, clearly, he can afford it. Okay. First off, if you're in Jupiter, uh, Florida, you can afford it. And if you're in Jupiter, Florida, on the end of your boat hitting golf balls, you can really afford it. And if you're Brooks Kepka, and you're the number one or number two player in the world and you've won all the majors he has already, you can certainly afford it. But 2995 what would that do to you, Minnesota, Tim, if you... Like went in there with your charge them up card and you got your robe for twenty. You know, I think I like this robe. You guys said that'll be twenty nine hundred ninety five dollars, sir. <laughs> well, uh, I would ask, uh, oh, man, I don't even know what to say to that because one, Brooks Kepka got it for free. It's one of his, it must be one of his sponsors or something. You think like, so? Yeah, there's no way he had to pay for this. No way. Well, he can afford it. Yeah. Well. The richer you get, the more free stuff you get. It's weird. It's weird how that works. The more successful you become. That is true. That is true. The more successful you become, the less you have to pay for. So That is true. <laughs> it's pretty funny how that works. But anyway, so there's no way he paid for it. But still, the prices on this is just startling. Okay. How about the tank top he's got on? He's got a little mesh uh, tank top. What's, it's kind of like got you know little little holes in it, so you don't even get the whole thing. There's not much to a tank top, anyways. And then he's got little. It's a little meshy on the tank top. Did you did you check that out? I can barely see the tank top. I can't really see it. You know, there, it, well, it, it, there's a couple pictures in this article, so you got to scroll down and you see the the next picture. He's, he's like more of a close up of his head and his tank top. Oh, and, there it is. Yeah, there yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got a. a, a Different shirt on. Okay, so you check out the tank top? Yeah, I'm looking at the tank top okay. right now. Yep. Did you see how much the tank top costs? $990. Uh, 
900 and it's a Tom Ford tank top for $990. That's no Hanes. No, that is no Hanes. That's exactly no Hanes. So Minnesota, when you're going through the shopping mall, if you happen to see a Tom Ford store, I would suggest you just keep right on going. <laughs> I actually have a great story about walking into a store like this recently. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so I was going to the great Davis Williams wedding, okay? And it was a black tie event, so you had to dress up fancy to go down to the traditional south in Alabama. Yeah. Black tux, black tie, everything. So I'm in the Mall of America, okay? Right. I'm looking for a tux shop. So I walk into this tux place. It looks like it's nice. It looks like it's something where I could get a tux rent one. I walk in there. I'm like, hey, sir, uh, what... uh, what does the average tux go for? Do you guys rent? He's like, no. Okay, well, maybe I'll look into buying. So I asked him how much the average tux costs. And he goes, $950. And I, I turned towards him and I say, all righty then. And I walked out the store and said, have a great day, sir. <laughs> what did you think he was going to say? I was thinking like $400, $500 at Okay, if he said $400, were you going for it? I would have thought about it. Yeah, I would have thought about it for sure. Okay, but he said nine. Why don't you go to uh, like uh, what do you call it? That, that, what's that one place? Men's, I went to uh, men's, men's warehouse. warehouse. Men's warehouse. Yep. What about there? Yep, I went to a men's warehouse. Yep. Okay, how much did that cost there? That one was two hundred and twenty to rent. Two twenty to rent. I was looking good. How much to purchase? Um, it was like nine hundred. Okay, see, that's good. Well, you know for. Nine fifty for the tux at the uh, Mall of America. If you'd have come up with forty dollars more, you could have gotten a tank top from Tom Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Now here's yeah. the part I don't get about this outfit. Okay. He's got jeans on. Now I mean, if, if a fella's wearing a twenty nine hundred ninety five dollar robe, right? Yeah. And a $990 tank top. What do you think his jeans are costing? I mean, those have to be over a thousand, you would think. Okay, you would think. Okay, they're gonna be something. They're some kind of fancy jeans. I mean, I don't know what they are, but they're jeans maybe you never heard of and they're expensive. Nope. He's got the $88 Levi's on. What? Yeah. Is <laughs> Brett Farvin it? <laughs> he is. We well, average it out. You average the jeans and the tank top and the and the and the, uh, the robe, and and you're you know you you're only at you're only at thirty one hundred dollars. So you know it's just about a thousand you know a little thousand thirty dollars a piece, and you're you're good if you average it all out. The robe is really bringing it up. All right, then he's got sunglasses. Uh, mascot sunglasses, three sixty. Okay, and then he's got the. Uh, then you got to work in the necklace. Okay, so the necklace is a like a looks like a gold necklace. He's got it on throughout the whole shoot, and it's a hundred and eighty only one hundred eighty five dollars. Wow! So the jeans and the necklace are only at two sixty, and the rest of the outfit is like thirty five hundred. Oh, no, uh, $4,500. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so my you, God. You, you don't wear that fancy of clothes, Hank? No, seriously not. But, I mean, I'm like Lululemon. Uh, I'm like, uh, I got a, you know, a 
couple yeah i'm I'm really like i'm pretty big on lululemon to be honest with you i do have rag and bone jeans that i i I like to sport but i mean i'm jeans uh t-shirt i got the pair of thieves t-shirt you get like the three for fifty dollars and i just uh, refresh those every once in a while i got the rag and bone jeans those are nice but i got them on sale and um lululemon i'm big on lululemon you know i'm out there you know pickleball or whatever and that's that's kind of my deal i mean i'm not i'm not i don't i would have to say that what he spent on his outfit would uh, last me a a long time i could get a lot of pair of thieves t-shirts for that oh my gosh anyway that's the start of the article okay so oh oh, i forgot the shirt the extra the next shirt he has on is a like a see-through shirt it's like a light blue or teal uh, see-through shirt barely anything to it and just looking through right through it and it's by louis vuitton so that thing is uh, that that is coming in really hot too i can tell you much that's a heavy price right there that's a heavy price okay so that's the outfit so then the article is all about kepka and brooks kepka's style and there was a lot of greatness in it this is a this is a good a good read. You can read parts of it on uh, jeffshackelford.com and you can also find the link to the whole article at jeffshackelford.com. Remember what's one of my my favorite websites so uh, go on there and, and and check it out. But this article was uh done by Daniel Riley and it's Brooks Kepka. It is. You you read it, right? Yeah, I did, Hank. And um, one thing about Brooks Kepka is that he's not really going to give a lot of personality in his quotes, but he's not going to be afraid to be himself either. Right, right, right. I like that about him. I mean, I got to admit, I mean, he he will get, he will, you know, he'll say what's on his mind um, without a doubt. So they they talk about, they got a bunch of different different stuff in here. Um, one of the th- one of the things that was pretty enlightening was how he was talking about uh, being friends with everybody or with the playing partners or whatever. Did you did you catch did you catch that part? Uh, yes, I did, Hank. Yep, he was mentioning that he doesn't want to. He, he I don't. I, I it raced off my screen right here, but he was mentioning that he doesn't feel like he has to be friends with these guys on the PGA Tour. He said that he did, He doesn't have Rory McIlroy's number. For the longest time, he didn't have Tiger Woods' number. Yep. And for a player that has played on President's Cups and uh, Ryder Cups as often as he has and as, as, and as many majors as he has, he doesn't feel like he has to be a part of this country club atmosphere on the PGA Tour Tour where everyone gets along with everybody else. He almost has a little Patrick Reed to him, which is kind of strange because of the comments he just made about Patrick Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so here's here's one of the quotes. Uh, I, I just don't want to be that close to everybody I compete with. Uh, and then he said, like I, like, I don't even have Roy's phone number. I don't, I didn't have Tiger's number for the longest time. Like I just never saved it. I'll text guys after they win, you know, but I'm very I'm still competitive. I still get mad. I mean, I'm happy for them, but it's still like, man, that should have been me, or that could have been me. 
you know, you, you still, you still just lost, which, which is really true about last year's masters, which I've brought up many times where Kepka had five, three putts and four penalty shots and lost the masters by one shot. And then, you know, people afterwards interview him and say, what do you think about Tiger winning? I mean, I can tell you what he thinks about Tiger winning. I mean, he thinks, he thinks he just, you know, gave the tournament away is what he thinks. And it's not just the one shot on number 12 that everybody, everybody talks about. Uh, it's, it's the whole, it was the whole deal. Cause I mean, really when you have five, three putts for the week and four penalty shots, there's a lot of coulda, woulda, shouldas in there. And I look at it like, my goodness. I mean, Kepka just dominated that tournament, dominated it. And, let it slip through his hands, which I've seen happen to Tiger before. I mean, I, I remember leaving uh, Pinehurst at the U.S. Open way back when, when Michael Campbell won, and I thought I thought the same thing. I thought, oh my gosh! I mean, how in the world did Tiger just lose this tournament? And I mean, it it, it happens. It's it's not you know. I mean, it's not a. I'm not knocking him or anything like that. It's just it happens. But I know in his mind, he's like, oh boy. How did how did this this just happen? And you know it, it does. That's 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 golf. Uh, but but Kepka had the had the, the the great quote there. But where he really got rolling, where he really got rolling was when he he was talking about uh, the whole country club thing. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! He, you know I'm not a fan of the country club either. Oh, I hate it. You do? Yeah, I really do. What do you hate about it? I honestly, Hank, if I'm being honest here, and this is the Honest Podcast, the Hank yeah. Podcast, I honestly hate the country club atmosphere, and not not just in golf, but in life. Like I, there, There's this sense of, I don't know how to phrase it, but you the, the sense of belonging and understanding you have to earn your stripes and all this stuff, but... You're almost an outsider in a lot of places if you haven't been there for 10 plus years or so. Yeah. Um, and there, there's that country club aspect in golf where you have to dress a certain way and talk a certain way. And th- there's that certain aspect to certain areas in life, too. And I honestly just hate it. I, I hate yeah. all of it. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm right there too. I mean, I grew up in a, a country club, Exmoor country club in Highland park, Illinois. My father was a member there. Uh, I have worked at country clubs, you know, throughout my career and where I've been the, you know, director of, of golf or the director of instruction. I, uh, I belong to country clubs. You know, I, I belong to a nice country club in Arizona, Arizona country club. I've, belong to i'm lucky i mean very fortunate i mean i belong to some of the discovery properties which they are the best golf properties in the world my friend mike melman owns discovery land and it's very high end i'm fortunate blessed lucky to be there but uh what they do is they have a very relaxed atmosphere there's no dress code there i mean they prefer you keep your shirt on on the first hole uh, if you want to play in flip flops, you can play in flip flops. If you want to play in your, you know, board shorts or whatever, you can play in your board shorts. It, it, it's just a, it's a very loose atmosphere, and it's a great, 
I mean, because of that, it's a great experience because a lot of golf goes the opposite direction. So Kepka would love uh, the uh, the country club atmosphere there. And the, the whole the 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 whole you know country club deal where you got to be a certain way. And you, I mean, I I know how to do that. I get it. I understand it. And I, but I don't really enjoy it either. I mean, I could, you know what? I, I have a, a very, um, I have a very unique distinction, Tim. I'm probably the only guy that turned down his first two invitations to go to Augusta National and play. Wow. Like I had, like, I, honestly, I've, of course, I've been there so many times throughout my career and I've seen exactly how you're supposed to play Augusta National with all the pros playing. And you know, when I went there with Mark O'Meara and of course, you know, he won in 1998 and then all the, you know, times going there with Tiger. But I like, it's just, it was just like something. I don't know. I, I'm just not into it. I, I, I'm just not into the whole country club thing. So I get where Kepka's coming from. So here, here's, here's one of the things that, that he says about, you know, golf and the sport and how it, it, you know, he feels like it kind of loses some people. So here's, here's one of his quotes. He says, one thing I'd change is maybe the stuffiness. Golf has always had this persona of the triple pleated khaki pants, the button up shirt, very country club atmosphere where it doesn't always have to be that way. He says, that's part of the problem. Everybody always says you need to grow the game. Well, why do we need to be so buttoned up? When it, <laughs> you have to take your hat off when you get in there. And he's talking about, you know, the clubhouse, a lot of courses you got, you can't wear your hat in the clubhouse. He said, you're not allowed to in here unless you're a member or unless the member's here. And he goes, Really? He said, I just never really liked the country club atmosphere. I know that drives a lot of people away from liking me. But just because this golf club has such prestige and the members are all famous and have a lot of money, like, why can't I show up and just go play the golf course? Why do I have to sit in my car and wait for the member? All right. Okay. That leads me to a story, Tim. You want to hear want to hear my Augusta story? Absolutely. All right, here you go. So the first time I did play there, which I've only played there once actually, so the only time I played there, I went with Tiger, and this was I don't even know what year this was, but I I I think that this was before his comeback from the fire hydrant. So this would have been 2010. Okay, so we're gonna go there and we're gonna play. The like this is like two weeks before the tournament. Okay, remember that was going to be his first tournament back after the scandal and the fire hydrant. So he's a member because he's won there. But that, but you're, but you're not. If you win, you're a member, but you're not like a real member because you can't bring any guests with you when you come play. You're a member and you can come play as much as you want, but you got to play alone. Which is weird, right? I mean, you would think if you're a member, you're a member, but that's not the way it works. But prior to the tournament, you're allowed to bring like people with you. So they let Tiger bring two weeks before the tournament, he could bring two people with him. 
But in order for him to play, what he had to do is he had to play with a real member, like a, a real dues-paying real member, not a member who won the tournament and became a member. So there's, I guess, just different classifications of members. So we played with a real member. And we stayed there at the cottage, at one of the cottages. They've got these cottages there, and they're, they're like four-bedroom cottages. they got, you know, a, a, you know a, a, like living room in the middle, and then there's four bedrooms on the corners. The, the, the real member who lived in Augusta, but the real member had to stay in the cottage with us. So Tiger, who's, who's a member from multiple wins at Augusta, and you remember if you win one time at Augusta, could stay there and he could bring two guests, but the real member had to stay in the cottage with us. That was a little weird, wasn't it? Very confusing. Okay. All right. So he stayed in there with us. Okay. So we go play 18 holes. And when we get done, the, the, uh, we're, we're going to leave. You know, this is the day we're leaving. And we go play. And the real member who had stayed with us in the cottage, he had to go. So he had to leave. But our car wasn't coming to, this is like at 2 o'clock. But our car wasn't coming to pick us up until like 2.30 or 3. So the real member had to go ask Billy Payne, who was then the chairman of Augusta National, if it would be all right, because he had to go, if it would be all right if Tiger and his two guests stayed in the, in the cottage until the car came to get us. He had to ask permission. And he was granted permission. He said, it's all right if they, yeah, they can stay there just as long as they stay inside the cottage and don't go out on the putting green. If they stay in the cottage, they can stay there until the car comes to get them. I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, we're not allowed to go on the putting green unless the real member is with us. I'm like, really? All right. So the story gets better. You want to hear the rest of it? Yeah. Okay. So the next week, we're going back again because Tiger wanted to play again at Augusta just to get the feel for things. And he was struggling with his game. This is the first tournament back from the scandal and the fire hydrant and everything. So now we're going to go up there again. Tiger and I and another one of his friends, two friends. We get there, and they've changed the rules now because it's the week before the tournament. You can only bring one guest to play with you, but I'm there too. But because I'm Tiger's coach at the time, they said, the chairman said, you know, he can, you know, Mr. Haney can, he can be here, but he can watch you, but he can't play. Okay. So, Tiger's there, there's other guests, myself, and the real member is playing with us again, right? So, we got the real member playing with us again, and (laughs) I'm just watching. 
Now, the real – that's fine. I didn't care because I was, I was more concentrated on Tiger's game than my own game, and I'd already played it once, so I didn't – it wasn't at all – you know, I didn't care. I'm watching. But now it's time to stay overnight because we're going to play two days. And I wasn't allowed to stay in the cottage. The guest of Tiger's who was playing could stay in the cottage. The real member had to stay in the cottage. Tiger could stay in the cottage, but I could not stay in the cottage. So the bedroom, the fourth bedroom, sat empty while I took the cab down to the Holiday Inn. And in the morning, I came back, and then I could watch again, and then we left. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so when everybody, you know, you know, so anyway, that's my that's my story. You, t- you know, and be, and people would say, hey, I'd give it, you know, uh, anything to go play Augusta, and um, you know, you can take my spot. Uh, <laughs> you know, hope hope you have a good time. I'm sure you will. I'm sure it'll be the greatest experience in life. I mean, I love it. I love to go there. I love the tournament. The course is fantastic, but the whole like country club thing. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm just not that into it. You know, I, I've been to a lot of them. I go to a lot of them. I, I get it, but I just not it's not my deal. It's not Kepka's deal either. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Why does it have to be so uptight? That's just the biggest I thing. I don't know. Well, they can do whatever they want there. You know, and they do. You know, but but I but other places that pretend like they're that place. You know, because you're not. I mean, there's only one Augusta National. And, and these other places that pretend like they're like that and we're going to have rules like that and all this stuff, it's it just to me, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And what's going to happen eventually is, is the whole thing's going to change, see? Because eventually, you know, these, these clubs are going to have to loosen up or they're just going to go out of business. Now, I, clearly, there's plenty of them that won't have to do that. Uh, you know, Cypress Point and Augusta National and Shinnecock and, you know, there's Wingfoot and there's tons of them that won't. But there's a bunch of them that will. Eventually, they'll have to just loosen up a little bit, like, uh, you know, like Kepka says, and, you know, be a little little more lenient, uh, you know, about, about the whole thing. Here's another quote from Kepka. Kepka. I just think people confuse all this with, for me, not loving the game. You know, he's talking about, you know, when people say, you know, doesn't really love the game because he doesn't love all this stuff. He says, I love the game. I absolutely love the game. I don't love the stuffy atmosphere that comes along with it. That, to me, isn't enjoyable. When I practice, I don't think I've ever tucked my shirt in. I show up to the golf course. Half the time, my tennis shoes are untied. I'm chipping, putting. My shirt's untucked. I've got my hat on and I'm not wearing a belt because who wears a belt when it's un- when it's un- when your pants are untucked. But at a lot of clubs, if I walked up like that, it would be sir, you need to tuck your shirt in. You need to take your hat off when you get in here. Well, and that's kind of the way it is. Yeah. So, anyway, that's uh it, it, there's a, just a bunch of good stuff in this article from Kepka. And he he tells you know stories of going to clubs and they wouldn't let him in and you know he's he's thinking geez you know I'm like the number one player in the world and I can't you know get in here I mean 
That's a little. I wonder what, what it be, well, if LeBron James came up. He, you know, you wouldn't open the gym for him to shoot some basketballs. I mean, well, Kepka calls himself a real athlete. Remember that. That's true. That's true. But he's he's, he's you know I, I like the guy, and this article made me like him even more. I like it. I, I like the fact that he doesn't he, he won't take anything from anybody. Right. I think it's pretty cool about him. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way he thinks. Just different. Oh yeah. He is. He's definitely different. I mean, he's he's this guy's my idol. I love this guy. Right. I mean, how many PGA Tour players would even touch a quote like that? <laughs> Not many. Not many. Not many. All right, we'll take a little break here from our, our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to uh, do a little uh, talking about Tiger's schedule and his uh, quote that he had. It says he's going to play 12 tournaments a year. What, what are the 12 tournaments going to be? We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality podcast this is where we discuss all things reality tv all things popular culture and a little bit of rapaport's reality the reality of us we're figuring out and if we had been recording these last four or five days it it would have been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Minnesota Tim. Tigers schedule twelve tournaments is what he said. Boy, you know, I, boy, boy, that's not many. That's what he played last year, though, on the PJ Tour. Now that's counting like from January through 
uh, the end of the playoffs. It's not counting the Zozo in that or the uh, get-together, the Hero World Challenge. So it's 12, 12 turns, 12 PGA Tour events. So based on that, he's, pay, he's played two so far this year, Farmers and Genesis. He took off the WGC Mexico. He said no to Honda. Okay, so the next one up is the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Is he going to play or is he going to find out? Is His last day he can commit for a tournament is on Friday, Friday afternoon. I think it's 5 o'clock Eastern time. And we'll see what, what Tiger does about the Arnold Palmer. If he, if he played at the Arnold Palmer, that would be number three. The next one he would play in would be the players. He wouldn't play before that. And then you count the match play, uh, which would be you know one tournament in between the masters or in between the players and the masters because you don't think he would he played there last year and you don't think he would take off all the way from the players in March to to uh, Augusta which would be a month off you don't think he would do that so he play if he plays the match play plays the masters and then does the similar thing where. You bridge the gap in between the Masters and the PGA with a tournament. That would be Wells Fargo, which he's played there many times. That'd be his seventh tournament. PGA Tour would or PGA Championship was at Harding Park would be his eighth tournament. Then, if you do the same thing, bridge the gap in between the PGA and the U.S. Open with a tournament. That would be Memorial Jack Nicklaus's tournament, and I, I, he's going to play there. You know that. Now, that would be the ninth tournament. U.S. Open would be the 10th. Uh, then uh, the likelihood is, is he's just going to go from the U.S. Open straight a month late. He's going to probably take a month off. If he's only playing 12 tournaments, he would either he would either do one or two things. He'd either play the WGC uh, FedEx Cup tournament in Memphis and then play the Open Championship which would be number 12. Or if he counts the Olympics, he would play the Open, just go straight to the Open Championship and play the Olympics. So it, it, it depends, okay, what, what what's going to happen and whether he qualifies for the Olympics or not. If that was the case, those would be his 12 tournaments and he would, be, he would not play in the playoffs. He would not play Northern Trust, BMW, or Tour Championship, which... If he's only going to play 12 tournaments, that's a distinct possibility. Now let's 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 say that he that he is going to play in the playoffs. What would the 12 tournaments be? In that case, in that case, what would happen is he's already played two. So if he's if he's only going to play 12 and he's going to play in the playoffs, that means he would he would play the players would be three, and then he would he would go with the uh, the next tournament would be. He would take. He would uh, match play. He would play match play. Would be four. Uh, Masters would be five. He'd take off. He wouldn't play Wells Fargo. He'd go straight from the Masters to the PGA with a month break. That would be six. Which is what he did last year. Yeah, it's what he did last year. Uh, then it would be Nicholas's tournament. That would be seven. U.S. Open would be eight. And then he goes straight to the Open Championship. Would be nine. And then if you don't count the Olympics, it'd be 10, 11, 12 would be the three playoffs. Under under that scenario, he would he would not be showing up next week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So I think once we see what he does next week, you know, or Friday or today, what he's gonna do, 
at the Arnold Palmer in relationship to playing that course or that tournament, we'll know what the rest of the schedule is going to be. I would not be surprised if he did not play that next week. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't either. Wouldn't shock me at all. What's he got to prove at Bay Hill? Nothing. Right. Nothing. And he, and, you know, and he, and he, he came with, I'm tired or worn, whatever he said. But he he needed need to, to go home and train. He needed yep. to go home and train. No, I mean, is he ready to start up practicing again? Or does he want to keep, you know, pumping iron or whatever he's doing? So it's interesting. He needs to putt. I would suggest working on the putting a little bit, especially with the four putt in each of the last two tournaments. That would be that would be my suggestion if I was uh, offering any advice. But he wouldn't be listening to it anyway. So, uh, but that that would be uh, that would be the the possible schedule for Tiger. It's gonna it, it is going to be very interesting to see what what happens. And everybody is always uh, on the edge of their seats, waiting to see what he's going to do next in terms of his schedule. And you never know because they like to just keep everything so close to the vest. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard to see Tiger passing up on the three M Open after the Open Championship in Minnesota <laughs> the next week. Oh my God! Oh, I mean, going that, from Scotland where, all the way to Matthew Minnesota Wolf became your favorite player. Well, it was a great tournament. Great <laughs> tournament. I mean, legendary. The inaugural three M Open, Hank. I mean, oh come on. God. Everything's better in Minnesota. A former PGA Tour Champions event that's now a PGA Tour event. I mean, it's unforgettable stuff. Yeah. They play that tournament during the one of two weeks of summer, right? <laughs> and the mosquitoes are great. Oh, they're, <laughs> you can't even feel them that no. time of year. State bird. State bird of Minnesota, the mosquito. Oh, great oh, tournament. Man. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure it's very well supported because there are passionate, passionate golfers in Minnesota. With, with no doubt about that. I will give you I will give you that. All right. Well, let's take another break here from our sponsors, including Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. You've got aches and pains, arthritis pain, back pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain. I don't know what you got. You got a tension headache. You can rub some on your forehead, your jaw, your neck, your headache will be gone. Uh, it's a phenomenal product. You've heard me talk about it. Check out the testimonials on the website, voodoopainrelief.com. And if you haven't tried it, you can get a free two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. Just go on the website. It's right there on the front page. It's a free offer, and there's a code right there. Uh, you got you to gotta check it out. It will it will help alleviate your, your pain. I know you've probably tried other pain relief products, but if you haven't tried Voodoo, uh, you're, you're missing out, and you're going to try it, and you're going to say, Hank, I can't believe uh, how good the, the results were. So free two-week supply, voodoopainrelief.com. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Tim, what do we got left today? All right, Hank, this story just popped up on my feed here. So Tiger Woods announced what he's serving at the Masters dinner in 2020. Okay. What's he going with? That's a, that's a tradition. You, the, the winner of the tournament gets to pick what, I mean, he's not literally serving it himself, but that's what they say. But the winner gets to pick what the menu's going to be for dinner, right? And sometimes, you know, guys win and they pick something like weird, you know, like Scottish haggis or something, or, you know, you never know. I mean, it could be some, you know, dish that they love in their country and, you know, it scares everybody else. So there's always an option that you can kind of, you can kind of get something else. I think they're at that. Like, clearly I've never been to this dinner. This is just for champions. But you can get something if you don't like what's on the menu. They'll let you, like, order off of their menu. But it's kind of a tradition that guys, you know, what is a tradition? Guys pick something to serve, and you know, they may have it brought in. If it's some special dish from some restaurant they like or they, you know. And so what? So what's Tiger going with? So Tiger's going with fajitas and sushi. And he's got a big quote here about it. He goes, Being born and raised in Southern California, having fajitas and sushi was a part of my entire childhood, and I'm going back to what I had in 2006. So we'll have steak and chicken fajitas, and we'll have sushi and sashimi Sashimi? Yeah. out on the deck, and I hope the guys will enjoy it. And then he (laughs) said he's also going to consider serving milkshakes for dessert, and then he hits us with one of these. That was one of the most great memories to see Gene Sarazen and Sam Snead having milkshakes that night in 1998. 
Wow, there you go. All right. Well, Mark O'Meara, a former master champion and friends of Tiger Woods, he will love the fajitas, the steak and chicken fajitas, because Mark O'Meara is a absolute fajitas nut. He loves the fajitas, so he, he will he will like that. Uh, sashimi and uh, sushi. You seemed a little stumped on that. Have you had? Are you a sushi eater? I have had sushi one time in my life. And what, what did you have? What, what kind of sushi did you have? It was actually a, um, I don't know what kind of sushi I had. It was at the Mall okay. of America like six years ago. <laughs> Everything's at the Mall of America. <laughs> yeah, well, do, you, do you live at the Mall of America? I mean, is that like the, it's like oh. one of the great, the Mall of America is like one of the great wonders of the world. The Mall of America. Oh my goodness. Hey, gracious. I think we need to, I think we need a flashback here. Six, we need a, here's a quick flashback. Okay. Back when I first thought I found my wife six years ago. When you what? When I first thought I found my wife six years oh, ago. At the, you thought you saw her at the Mall of America? We, well, I had a date at the Mall of America six years ago. You have a lot of dates at the Mall of America. How, what, who has dates at a mall? Uh, I mean, it's a big mall. There's a lot of things to do. I understand it's a big mall, but what do you? What, well, how do you have a date at a mall? Oh, man. So you know how I... I don't know. There's a lot of things to do. So anyway. What do you mean? Let me explain, okay? Wait, go shopping or what? You walk around the mall? Hey, you want to walk around and look at a couple windows? <laughs> there's mini golf. There's different restaurants. Oh, my God. There's this... There's rides and stuff. Uh, is that the place that has a roller coaster in the mall? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's great. So anyway, Hank. So, so do a lot of people go on dates to Mall of America? Yeah, a lot of people do. Jeez. Yeah, Mall of America famous Malls place. are kind of taking a dip. Is Mall of America still booming? On the weekends, it booms. During the week, it's dead. Dead? Yeah, no one's there. How many? Is this like a triple-decker mall or how many Yeah, it's on? huge. It's like a quadruple-decker. Seriously? Yeah, it's oh massive. I've never how many seen... stores are going out of business left and right? A lot of them? No, none of them. None of them. Really? Are. I mean, it's said, packed. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, what... what uh, let me ask you this. Okay. Do you know the? Do you know what sashimi is? No, I don't. <laughs> I didn't think you did. Yeah. What you is want it? me to tell you? Yeah. Okay. Sushi is a a piece of raw fish, right? On top of a little bed of rice. Mm-hmm. You got that? Yeah. That's sushi. I had it once. Okay. Sashimi is the little piece of raw fish with no rice. That would be the sashimi. Okay. Well. So so the sushi has the rice bed on it, and the sashimi has is just you're just going straight fish, uncooked. Actually happens actually happens to be one of my favorite. You want to know that story? Well, yeah, let's hear it. All right. So I'm in uh, South Korea. And one of my favorite places in the world. I'm a big fan of South Korea. Um, I'm there, and uh, the food is not so good. It's not looking very appetizing to me. I don't like it. It did. It's just. It's going to be like I. I just. I. I got. I can't find anything to eat. I just. You know. I'm in. I, I mean, I like my pizza, and I like my. You know chicken and I just and hamburgers and I, I just do not like what I'm seeing in South Korea. Okay. Marco Mira is a fan of sushi and it 
at the time had told me for years, you got to try sushi. And I said, no, there'll be no sushi. I am not having sushi. I mean, uncooked fish, no thanks. I get over to South Korea and the food was disgusting me so much that I looked at the sushi and I thought, you know what? Now is as good a time as ever to try sushi because there's nothing else that I even remotely like or look at that looks appetizing. So Mark has said sushi is great. I've never tried it. I'm trying it right now because I've got to go with something and there's nothing I'm seeing that's looking any good. And? And I tried sushi for the first time and sushi after that became my favorite food to eat. Wow, look at that. Which the moral of the story is, is sometimes you just gotta, you gotta try something. Chopsticks and everything? Did you use the whole bit? Oh yeah, the whole bit. Really? Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I struggled with the chopsticks. Love sushi, love sashimi. Oh yeah. I actually prefer sashimi to sushi. Just 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 give it to me right there. I really struggled with the chopsticks my first time. You did, yeah. See the deal with the deal with sushi is you can you got the rice you can soak it in the soy sauce and you know kind of mask everything. Blend the flavors. When you go sashimi, you're pretty much just right in there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you struggle with the chopsticks. You get the little uh, the, the the put it together thing for you. The beginner no. chopsticks, huh? For no, the kids, was... my Henry Henry, my six year old uses that. Is that what you do? <laughs> no, I was trying so hard to get the chopsticks figured out. <laughs> the girl found it, it cute. Yeah, yeah, the girl found it really cute. I thought she was my wife that day. Oh. <laughs> this was a girl at the chopstick place was your was your wife? Yeah, the well, the date at the Mall of America. Oh, the date. Okay. Yeah. All well, right. she wow. I'll never what forget happened to this. Her, by the way, where is she? What what where did, what happened to that one? Did you This was the biggest like blow up ever. I, so I thought she was did my wife. Did you have a second date with this girl? Oh, it was Oh, let me tell you a quick story about this girl. Right. Okay, so her name's Caitlin. This is about six years ago. We you remember to the Mall this of America. girl? Oh, I remember. Oh, she was my first wife. So we we're going to the Mall of America. You've we, never been married. No, never been married. But she was my first projected wife, and now I've okay. had about eight or nine of them. Anyway, so <laughs> projections, projected boy. Wow. Anyway, so we go to the Mall of America. Do you immediately size them up immediately to see if they're no. going to be your wife? Like, is that your 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 rating system or like <laughs> your your immediate like as soon as you see a girl, you think, man, that could be my wife? No, I need to see personality. I'm a big personality. Well, guy. once you see their personality, you think that could be my wife? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, so we're at the Mall of America. Don't I'm having sushi for, for the like first two time. dates first or something before you yeah. figure out they're going to be your wife. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, we're at the Mall of okay. America. We're eating sushi for the first time. I'm struggling with the chopsticks thing. She's trying to show me how to do the chopsticks. I'm struggling with the chopsticks. Anyway, the date's over. I'm home. She texts me when I get home. She goes, man, that was an incredible date. You're so awesome. And I'm like, yeah, that was fun. I'm glad. I'm glad we had a good time. So I'm feeling it, okay? I'm feeling it. I'm on fire. I'm at home. Just, I'm just like, mom, you know, I'm seeing this girl again. It's going great. I wake up. I get another text at 530 in the morning. She goes, thanks again. You're so awesome. I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's great. You good stuff anyway. So I so second day, second day, I'm like, hey, you know, you want to go do something? <laughs> Crickets. Third day, I was like, hey, you know, I haven't heard anything. You want to go do something? 
crickets. So here she's telling me how awesome I am, how great Minnesota Tim Parashka is before my name is even Minnesota Tim. And she ghosts me after telling me how great I was. I am still fired up about that day. Never, never talked to you again? Never talked to me again. <laughs> Just left me on oh the side God. of the road like a pile of trash. Just right in my face. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, buddy. I'm heated about that one. You got issues. Boy, <laughs> Thanks. You got, you got women issues. Well, All right. Well. Just maybe you better when they tell you that. Just remember that Caitlin girl <laughs> didn't work out too good. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. All right, Tim. Well, good stuff. Good stories. Uh, that was. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed my Augusta story today. Anyway, uh, we'll be back in tomorrow on the Hank Any Podcast. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Remember the call in number 833 426 5763, extension 801. Follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. Email your questions to hankhaneygolf at outlook.com. And Minnesota Tim will answer all questions. He will consider every request that you have to participate in the show. And whatever you do, click the follow button on your iHeartRadio app or your Apple Podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts, so you can follow our podcast, and it'll be there every day for you. Hope everybody has a great day. We'll be back in tomorrow on the Hank Haney Podcast. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. Caney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 